0: Say someone wants to be a well-rounded climber mm. and they've got goals in sport, um, goals in boulder and goals in trad climbing. Yeah. How would you approach that with them? Would you say that we should prioritise one at a time and build these up in different elements? Or would you say that is something you might want to do sort of all at once and then any tactics you might do with that person?
1: Uh, I'd probably do it one at a time, I think, and I'd see which one is weaker and then maybe build up the weaker area first. So go
0: from a like building out weaknesses approach. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then hopefully building out the weaknesses in one area will then help push the other area up.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ask Lattice. Today I'm joined by Roz and Roz is a new coach here at Lattice Training. Roz has been a well is a very well accomplished uh, sport climber, trad climber and boulderer. She's also currently on the GB team so a competition climber as well. She's flashed an 8A plus sport route which is a very impressive achievement um, and you've also been a head coach uh, at a climbing wall in Bristol so quite a lot to ask Roz about today um, but first I want to get into that really impressive 8A plus flash. Yeah. Was this something you've trained for in terms of were you training for on sighting or flashing routes? Did you do your research like Adam Ondra style or was it an <laughs> Alex Migos turned up and just, you know, fluked it on the day?
1: Uh, yeah, it was more definitely more of the latter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually coming back from like an injury. I'd hurt my finger recently in the year and sort of the only sort of training i could do was more like endurance training so basically did like loads of base training because that didn't hurt my finger
0: so you were feeling really fit at the time yeah so
1: i guess in hindsight i didn't do that on purpose i did that because that was the only training i could do and then in hindsight that really prepared me for that trip um but i was like we were traveling around competing and then at the end of that i did like a two-week stint in Sioux. um so i'd never been before and it wasn't my aim to like flash or on-site anything but um i really enjoy that style of climbing because if you like do it first go, you can try more routes in the day. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, if I do it first go, I can try like four more routes today. Um, but I was going pretty well. So I was like, at the start, I was like flashing quite a few like 7Cs and 7C pluses. And then I heard that this other person had flashed this 8A And I was like, oh, so it means it is flashable. Okay. So
0: you I'll knew just... the sequence was not going to be like...
1: Yeah, I knew it probably wasn't going to be really cruxy. And it was quite a long endurance route. Um, so I just I just thought I'd like give it a go and then like sur- totally surprise myself in doing it.
0: Did you talk to people to get as much like beta around the route as yeah, possible? Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know exactly
0: what you're going to do, and you.
1: Yeah, and I think that does make a difference. I think that makes a massive difference between on-sighting and flashing. Like, if you sort of know what's coming, it's yep. a bit easier to prepare for it as opposed to just like totally blindly slapping away. Um, but yeah, so this Czech guy gave me quite a lot of boot at the bottom, and then managed to get the top. But it was like it's quite like you do a boulder and then you get a good rest and then you do another boulder and get a good rest. Um, so it's quite easy to break down like that. So basically every boulder I was like, okay, just concentrate on the next boulder while I was resting. And then
0: knew you are going to get to a rest. Was that kind yeah. of helpful to know that where the hard sequences were? And yeah. you were like, I just need to make it through this and yeah. then I can rest. And I, was, I'd basi- so you, I guess break it down. You kind of chunk it into bits, don't you?
1: Yeah. I basically break it down and then each boulder I was like, okay, I can try really hard on this boulder. Cause yeah. I know that I'm going to be able to recover. And I guess earlier in the trip, I knew that I was quite fit and quite good at recovering um so yeah I just knew that I had to get to the rests and then
0: do you think that's one of the main things you would focus on if you're working with a client or, or if you're a climber and you're looking to go for a trip where it's mainly about on sighting or flashing is fitness your main focus I mean particularly if you're climbing in France where the routes are a little bit longer, longer than here
1: yeah I think that definitely would play a part um I think you've got to be strong enough to do the cruxes yeah. but I think maybe the most important thing for that is like head game I think if you're climbing really well and you feel like you're climbing really well it's a lot easier to flash routes yep. and like not put too much pressure on yourself to flash routes um but obviously the endurance and the recovery plays a big part in it as well
0: yeah okay do you have any rituals you go through before you get on a route you know is going to be hard to flash is there any like getting in the right headspace or is it no I mean naturally
1: in, if I'm honest I don't I don't specifically save routes for the flash or anything okay. like that um so I don't Uh, Yeah, I don't particularly have like a big ritual like that. I'm mainly just like, oh, I'll just give it a go. Because I think if you do put too much pressure on it, then you generally climb slightly different. Like I'd climb a lot more tents and stuff and maybe think about the sequence too much. Whereas if you just sort of forget about it and just go climbing, then I generally flow a lot nicer on the rock. So you Um, think
0: taking the pressure off is quite important?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I climb best when I'm uh, uh, having, like it sounds cliche, but I think I climb better when I'm having, like the most fun and like in a really good mental headspace and stuff like that so I think that's the most important thing for climbing especially for me
0: yeah Mm yeah okay um I wanted to ask who are your most inspirational climbers
1: oh my most inspirational climbers Um, is there some
0: style you emulate in, in other climbers or
1: um I don't know I don't know if it's more that but I do I do have three people who I generally like look up to or like I think katie wicker would be my first one because yep. when i was like younger and climbing i'd see her in all the climbing films and i was like wow that's so cool yep. and she's obviously a really good climber yep. um she's got a really nice climbing style as well like very technical and like flowy which is nice mm-hmm. um and then libby peter would be up there as well okay top girl crush as well yep. i hope they don't watch this <laughs> i'll find it super cringe <laughs> um and then i'd probably put like brooke Rabutu up there more yeah. of a recent one yeah I just think she's got a really nice climbing style she mixes it up between comps and rock as well which I really appreciate yeah and yeah it's quite nice to her
0: she was my like uh, she was my favorite for the Olympics as yeah well. I was watching her climbing and I, I was quite gutted actually with yeah. her slipping on that oh. final route, but
1: yeah. and on the bouldering as well she was so close to topping them in the bouldering I yeah know. she just yeah. seemed to have like a really almost round like did really well but almost did quite a lot but, yeah, I but know. she'll probably be there in Paris, won't she? Say
0: so. yes. Yeah, quite, a, um, quite young in that climbing career, isn't mm. she? In terms of competition climbing, yeah. so hopefully we'll see some pretty. But amazing it's also, stuff Paris. yeah,
1: it's insane how much she came on since qualifying for the Olympics to then in the Olympics. I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, when they're talking about the experience level of a lot of these climbers going to the Olympics, like Brooks seemed obviously she's a very accomplished outdoor climber, but yeah. she, when she came in and we're talking about her competition like experience. Comparing her to someone like Yanyu is like, oh, you know, she's got yeah. like 30 gold medals. And then Brooke was like, she's got one that she got like a few months ago. Yeah, in the seniors. <laughs> and then yeah, she was yeah. just still out there actually. Like, like absolutely you know, smashing uh, Definitely the second best boulder in that round as well. Yeah,
1: for sure. And yeah.
0: doing really well with it. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask what your favourite form of training is. And then maybe what your least favourite form of training is. So we had Johnny in... Um, the other day and obviously his most favorite form of training was core training
1: obviously yeah for some reason yeah
0: um so what's yours
1: oh I don't know it's really hard I think I enjoy I generally do enjoy all aspects of training because I think I can see how all of those aspects of training is going to help me with climbing um I really like board climbing because it's really um satisfying when you do a board problem though there is a board problem next door that I still can't do a 7a of ollie g's that i yep. still can't touch no, he's so, pretty
0: good at board climbing ollie
1: yeah and he's pretty good at undercuts and there's this really beefy undercut move oh yeah which he I is the undercut king yeah, yeah which i just can't do so that's my project to winter now okay <laughs> 70. Nice. um yeah maybe maybe like the long-end power endurance like the really pumpy climbing which ironically for a sport climber i really hate being pumped um so i really <laughs> don't like
0: well it usually means it's about to fall off so. yeah
1: i really yeah. don't like um probably that long-end power endurance sort of like pumpy Uh, Training. That's your least favourite form? That's probably my least favourite. But then I really like sport climbing. So I think it's just when I get pumped, I'm like, if I was fitter, I wouldn't be this pumped.
0: Would you say as a sport climber, like people have different, people will do different things to achieve the same outcome. Mm. So in sport climbing, you'll have climbers that get really strong. So the moves are relatively easy, but they will maybe neglect or just don't really want to train the endurance aspect of it. So we might say they're a strong climber for for the grade. Whereas you might have a fit climber for the grade as well. And I think people naturally shift towards that style maybe just because genetically like they respond better to that form of training would you say you're more of a i'm strong for the moves and i can bring the the difficulty down to my level or would you get through with fitness i think
1: i think in the past i used to be maybe really fit for the grade so i'd be pretty good at endurance but then quite weak but then i'd find maybe like a more technical way of doing the climb Mm -hmm. um and then i think i found that that only got me so far and then I like switched it around and I really worked on my like power and board climbing. So maybe now, and yeah, then I probably have neg- neglected the, the endurance side. So maybe now I'm probably the other way. Okay. But I think I prefer it that way because I think fitness still comes quite quickly to me. So if I get really strong for a, a project and then I'm like, okay, I'm not fit. I can like train the fitness towards the end and... And, and that it. comes quickly then yeah yeah, yeah. but okay. it's different for everybody obviously
0: would you say board climbing was that one tool that you used to really build up your strength more than other things
1: yeah that and pull-ups yeah, yeah and pull ups. <laughs> I used to not be able to do many pull-ups but now I can like solidly do 10 so nice. that's good get it. That. thanks yeah.
0: yeah cool okay um so uh we were talking just before this about um your sort of like multidisciplinary background which is quite impressive so obviously you've got that GB team thing you're quite a good yeah. uh, and well accomplished competition climber
1: maybe you yeah. climbed <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you mean by well accomplished yeah.
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> well i think you're quite a good comp climber yeah um you've climbed e6 chad 8c sport mm-hmm. and 8a boulder yeah. which is very well rounded i'd say like that's quite quite well accomplished yeah have okay. you balanced all of those throughout your climbing career have you kind of shifted between those is that something you've you've drifted between different disciplines and focused on a different time or is it you've kind of brought those all up at the same time
1: so i Definitely used to be more sport and not bouldered at all. So I think when I sport climbed that 8C, I'd probably only bouldered like 7C outside maybe, which maybe is quite low in comparison. Is that
0: that because you were not actually bouldering much? You're not really projecting things? Yeah, I think I'd
1: just always gone sport climbing and I really enjoyed sport climbing. So I was like, oh, I'll just like stick to this. Um, And then I think we had that lockdown and I could only like train on a board and then... (laughs) So I got pretty good on the board and then I was like, went outside bouldering and was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, so then brought my boulder grade up to maybe a more acceptable level, f- level for a sport climb.
0: Say someone wants to be a well-rounded climber mm. and they've got goals in sport, um, goals in boulder and goals in trad climbing. Yeah. How would you approach that with them? Would you say that we should prioritise one at a time and build these up in different elements? Or would you say that is something you might want to do? Sort of all at once, and any tactics you might do with that person.
1: Uh, I'd probably do it one at a time, I think, and I'd see which one is weaker, and then maybe okay. build up the weaker area first. So go
0: from a like building out weaknesses approach. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then hopefully building out the weaknesses in one area will then help push the other area up. So like if you're weaker in bouldering, then pushing your bouldering is going to help your sport climbing.
0: And this is kind of what you did with with your sport climbing yeah. when you were a fitter climber back in day. And you, yeah, and you now I'd say
1: the- I'm a stronger climber, but I'd say. De- yeah actually the way to get better at sport climbing for me personally was bouldering so like when I started bouldering more my sport climbing like exponentially got better maybe not better in grade but definitely more consistent so like I'd um, perform more consistently at a level just below my max okay which I think is always a dream get a good pyramid isn't it
0: yeah yeah of course it's all about the pyramid so there you have it basically if you're a sport climber and you're neglecting your bouldering that's what you need to do to get better Mm. at sport climbing go bouldering Start, start getting stronger yeah nice okay well we'll wrap it up there um, thank you for um talking me through all of these very interesting points no worries <laughs> um, we'll catch you next time if you enjoyed this video don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you later bye